When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 308. My name's Turner Sparks. I'm Michael Van Kaplan. Wow. <laughs> Going local. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram, putting up new stand-up comedy videos. And I'm going to start doing sketch videos. Somebody told me you have to do sketch videos. You're gonna, oh, I like it. Because <laughs> they're like, you're going to run out of stand-up comedy. Well, it's, it's much easier to just be like goofy into a camera. But you have the idea of, do, do they know that you just take your comedy bits and then just have your wife react to them? And that's a whole other, that's a whole other clip. So that ain't, no, I know. That's, <laughs> that's my genius idea now. <laughs> you get double the amount of videos. Your wife reacts to your jokes that are about her. But it's hard to get her. She's not always in on doing it. She's right. Like, you got to like surprise her. <laughs> Just yeah. Like, cause she's <laughs> like, I got other stuff going on. I don't really care about your career. Yeah, you know? Yeah, all right. So these pe- people assume that your spouse is like wants to be Supportive. on camera all the time. Yeah. They want to be a star. Supportive. Yeah. There's not, there's not no. a lot of that. It's more like, what are you bugging me with? So yeah. anyway, I got I got other things I got to do. Uh, you can find Kaplan at Cap in America on all social media platforms. Cap in NYC. If you're looking, he, he moonlights as a real estate agent. I'm a, yeah. You want to sell? You want to buy some real estate in the New York City area? Any neighborhood you want, I'm in. I and I'll say you. this: if you all share this podcast, yeah, to all your friends, he won't have to do real estate anymore. That's the other thing. Yeah, <laughs> if you could, if you can make this. If I can make money off this podcast. Then you could get real estate somewhere else. But breaking news: <laughs> Kaplan's passion in life was not to be a real estate; it's to be a podcast. Oh, since I was a young boy, I used to, when, since I was four years old, I wanted to be a podcaster. You wanted a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I want a podcast. You yes. said at some point there's going to be a thing called the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to talking to a microphone to myself. So anyway, so um, anyway, oh, on the show today we're talking about Flemish. The idea of Flemish independence movement. Mm. Now, a lot of you people in America are saying, saying, what "What is those words? I understand the second word Mm. independence. um, Mm. And but then Flemish, this is Belgium, the country of Belgium. You remember them with the chocolate and then the mussels from Brussels, the waffles. Yeah, they got beer, 
Oh, they have gear. waffles too. I forgot about the waffles. They have waffles and dingus chucks. They're all over the city. Belgian waffles. All over. I don't know. More what expensive, a more mean. expensive way to make a waffle. The Belgians figured it out. Yeah, because it's deeper. <laughs> deeper. I think that's the only real difference. Anyway, point is, they now they they might break apart as a country, and yeah. so um, we have Michael Van Peel, a comedian. It currently in Antwerp from Belgium is going to be joining us in a few minutes to explain the entire independence movement to us and everything that's going on with that. But before that, Kaplan, if you want to support this show, if you want Kaplan to stop selling real estate, go to <laughs> patreon.com slash lost in America. Now I know what you're wondering. You go, you guys have ads. You're a big city podcast. Yeah, we do. We do People ads. advertise on there. You sell CBD for dogs. The best and- CBD. It we do, and that's great, but that doesn't, you know, it does a bit. It does help. But if you want to help us more, which I think you probably do, patreon.com slash lost in America, and we give you stuff. So we do Kaplan and I, besides this podcast, we do uh one, two times a week, a full throttle comedy podcast, just me and Cap talking about our lives called Lost in the Bunker. That is a patreon.com slash lost in America. For five dollars a month, you get Pardon. access to that show. Not only that, we just released a what they call a sizzle reel in the biz in mm, Hollywood. Hollywood, Hollywood land. Yes. And yeah. that is essentially a trailer for the show, the pilot um, episode we filmed of our TV show of our TV show last year where we went to El Salvador and found out what life was like to live in a country where Bitcoin is your currency. We just put out the sizzle. It is on YouTube right now, but in a private link. The only people yes. who have access to it are our Patreon subscribers. You can get that right now. We're about to put out very soon. I would say within the week, we're going to put out a new cut of our full pilot 44 minute episode that will be available only to our Patreon subscribers. So there's so much stuff we're doing all the time just for Patreon subscribers. Five bucks a month minimum gets you in. 10 bucks a month gets you a t-shirt commemorating the time we went to number one in Armenia. One of the great moments in world history. Yes. And then and then more and more and more stuff. Twenty dollars a month gets you an ad, a free ad on this show. Your own ad on this show. Whatever you want. Dog CBD thing. If you want to take a stand on Flemish independence, if you want to sell us. Yeah, you want to sell a product, anything you want. We'll read it. Just twenty dollars a month. We'll read it. If you want to, you know, support Vladimir Putin. Done. We don't agree with it, but we'll for twenty dollars a month. Twenty dollars a month. We'll buy my kids. What? A shoe. Half we'll agree to anything for twenty dollars <laughs> so, a month. Exactly. So yeah, we'll do it. So that's that's uh, that's uh, that's the perk. So sign that's up, it, please. Kaplan, all right, it. let's get to today's episode. Yeah. Um, what do you know about uh, th- this entire thing of uh, Belgium, the Flemish independence, the whole movement, all of it? I mean, I know. I, I I always knew that Belgium was a confusing country to figure out. I knew that they they didn't they spoke French sort of. They didn't speak French. I didn't know. I didn't know what they. Sp- I didn't know anything to be honest. Going in, <laughs> <laughs> you're really stumbling here. I really didn't know much, but uh, I've learned that apparently it's the classic thing. It's the north south. You know, in the north, you got the uh, you get you get some more far right. I guess it's more nationalist. They want to leave. Uh, they, they want to is, leave that, the is that a classic thing? No, that's that's where I mixed up. That's not a classic. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the north south parts where I met. That's the do classic. You, do you want me to take over here? So the, the north is the Flemish, the Flanders, the, you know, Flemish speaking, which I didn't even know was the same as Dutch, or maybe it's not the same as Dutch. We're gonna, that's gonna be my first question today. I'm gonna find out once and for all. And they want to leave. There's a movement to leave the country. They want to get rid of they, Who likes the French? Nobody likes the French. 
They don't want to. Let's be... pause here because I, I do think you're confusing our audience. So I just mm. want to clear it up a little bit. Mm. You're running around in circles. I don't know. Uh, the north of the country speaks Flem- uh, Flemish, which yes. some people call Dutch, I think. Yeah. But those might be two different languages. The south, for sure, I know this. In the south, they speak French. Yes. That's that the dividing know. line, right? For our American people, think of um french canada versus you know real canada is mm, like exactly the real yeah uh, <laughs> fancy part yeah and then also to confuse it even more there's one thing way off to the left you know on my map i think it's called the east the but east, the right <laughs> they speak german, german out yes. there there's german people speaking. and they have and they have a government where you know we know that the eu is uh you know based in brussels right the european it, union is based in brussels so yes, you think it's a in the north like I always thought Belgium was a really well-functioning country. Like that's how I just assumed it's like a very civilized place in the world. But I've learned that they, they have like a, a, a 500 days. It took them to form a coalition last time. Their government's a real mess. So that's that a lot of infighting, a lot of different parties. It's one of these, you know, what, wait, parties. what's that part? I don't know that part. Anyway. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> they, have a parliament. You know, they have a parliament. We do have a guest here who knows way more about this than us. Should we bring him in captain? Yeah, let's bring him in. This man is named Michael Van Peel, fantastic stand-up comedian based in Belgium, uh, tours all over Europe. You can follow him on Instagram at, uh, it's just his name, Michael Van Peel, P-E-E-L is how you spell his last name. Good work on him getting in there early, getting his own name. Uh, Michael, welcome to the show. What did we get right? What did we get wrong in describing of your, in the description of your country? Is it a classic case of North versus South? Hi guys. Well, it's beautiful to hear you like talking about this imaginary fairyland, which <laughs> is the country I live in, basically. Yes. But uh, no, it's, it's you get it pretty much okay, I guess. Pretty much sort okay. Of. You don't yeah. have to be nice. Except, you don't have to be nice. Except you use the, the word government in singular. Well, it's plural. We have like five, around five or six governments. That's and what I meant. That's what's sometimes there's you like didn't mean government. that. You didn't know what you were talking. What do you mean? That's what I meant. Oh yeah, that's like a kid who's like, oh, that's I knew the answer once you <laughs> yeah. told it to me. Exactly. But yeah, it's a good estimate, like one or five or six, maybe. So what does that, there. can I yeah. ask, what does that mean? You have five governments. That's a very good question. Nobody really knows. And you're not supposed to ask, but uh, we, <laughs> we, we have the luxury of being a fairly wealthy country, although nobody would say that about their own country. So yeah. we can afford not having government for 541 days, to be exact. We hold oh, see, that's the what current Guinness Book uh, world record on being a country without government. On 541 days, we uh, stole that record from Iraq, Cambodia, and Mozambique. Those are the <laughs> congratulations. The big three of four. Functional government. The Mount Rushmore. We humiliated Iraq. Right, we got to go back into Iraq. We got to invade again to create yeah, some chaos maybe. so we can break well, the record. Good luck. 500. Uh, when? What? How long ago was that? Uh, 541 days is, I believe, 2008 until 2009 because that's wow, a year recent. and a half. Okay, yeah. this wasn't like the 1800s. Yeah. No, no, it's getting worse. It's getting worse because we have around six, around six governments, five or six, depending on how many governments are in office. So you have three languages from what do you I really want me to explain this to you because it's I do. Be a really long podcast. podcast. No, we, no, 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 we, we, we have, have time. Day. Our audience right. is interested. Well, again, um, actually, you were talking about the, the German speaking part, which everybody always forgets, including yeah. us. We're always talking about mm. the North versus the South and the French speaking versus the Dutch speaking or the Flemish speaking. And we always forget about the Germans because they're it's only like 60,000 people and they're just waiting until the next time, maybe. Perhaps oh. the next time the Flemish oh, yeah. says that we have our own country. So we always talk about them. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's a, we used to call this a Belgian solution. You know, we have had mm. 
uh, different reforms which got us here. And a Belgian solution is a solution that is so complicated that everybody thinks they got the better part, and this keeps the peace. Mm. So this is why we haven't had like a real war or, or altercation in. That's the key to negotiation, they say. Everybody thinks they get they won, right? Exactly. So that's the Belgian solution. The, the thing is, it costs a lot of money, though, because, of course, a certain percentage of your population is in government. If you have six governments and only 10 million so what, people. What are the six governments? Like the Wallonia region? Because I did read the Wallonia, which is the, the southern region, was able to, to uh, defeat a, a trade deal, I guess, with Canada. Was able to block true. it. True, that's yeah. true. Exactly. So I didn't uh, understand. Yeah. That, that's what confused me. I didn't understand how one. So they all. What are the six ones, and what are their powers? They have equal powers. How does that work? Well, this is this is the part where it get, gets interesting because you would think there is like a hierarchy. Like you guys got a federal government and then state governments. Um, we don't have the really have the hierarchy. Uh, mm-hmm. That is to say, states that's have problem. equal. <laughs> Equal states equal to the government federal. <laughs> yeah, oh. sort of. And also we're, we've divided them in um, regions, so geographically, but also by language. So there's a government for the French speaking part and there's a government for the South, which is mostly French speaking, but also has some German speaking. Okay. And they have, they have different, um, they're responsible for different parts. So for example, if you have a school, then the teachers fall under the Flemish government, <laughs> but the school building will fall under the, the Flemish, not the Flemish speaking government, but the Flemish government. Yeah. Whoa. Now the North has merged these governments. So the language and the region fall together in Flanders, but in the South, it's not that uh, it's still, still different. So there's still the French speaking part, the Wallonian part. Then there's a German speaking part, which goes, it has its own government for the language, but not for the region. And then there's Brussels, which is a city, but has its own uh, it's called, so its own region, so its own government. So we get a Flemish government, a French-speaking government, a balloon government, a, a Brussels government, and a German-speaking government, and a federal government. That's six. So and it's none of chart. Wait, make six. And none of them have power and over the by other the way, one? We have as much inhabitants, I think, as greater New York. About yeah, you million. only have how many people on that? Like 10 million, 12 million? 12 people? million. Yeah. 11. 11. Yeah. Yeah. 11, exactly. Wow. So uh, you guys got one mayor, right? Yeah, yeah, we well, do. I mean, and we, one police I, department, maybe. Yeah, what, exactly. How much? Yeah. Wait. So, and none of those. No, no one has power over the other one. Like, who can override? Is there um, one umbrella the, government that runs everybody? Like no, the prime minister? Is no. He, no, that's the thing. Uh, but there are, of course, there are. Um, how do you say? Like responsibilities. So, like one government, like the federal government, uh, decides about the army and pensions. If I'm still right, I mean, actually. I'm explaining this to you, but I will give you, I, I can assure you like 98% of Belgians don't even know how many governments we have. Well, that's good because then <laughs> no, just, one can no one can fact check us. Our yeah, podcast. Say what you want. <laughs> there you go. I mean, you can Wikipedia it, but you can put in there whatever you like. So, uh, but it's so complicated. We even have elections and I guarantee you, if you go, we like, we're one of the few countries I think where you're obliged to go and vote. So you, a, you, you have, have to, to vote. Test. You have to vote. You can't. You don't even register to vote. You just have to vote. Every citizen has. to. How do they know if you voted or not? Like they make you, like prove it somewhere. We don't. We don't dip our finger in an ink like uh, in certain (laughs) other countries. But we get registered, of course. You just give your. We also. Everybody has a a mandatory ID card also in Belgium. Mm. That's also. It's it's starting to sound like a socialist fascist country. That's (laughs) a great problem in America. They wouldn't go for that. That's problem. I know. I know. I know. I love. I love the states, but we have very different opinions on the. 
freedom and, and guns and stuff. I mean, you know I agree that. with you on the but, voting, but thing, they have but... to vote and they don't know even what they're voting for. Like they don't know how the government works. That's what I would like. Like they, they know that of course they know who they're voting for, but it's more like a popularity contest than anything else. So basically most people wouldn't know which government they actually were voting for like <laughs> European government, because we get those elections too. European, oh. Oh, local, yeah. uh, federal or Flemish most people wouldn't know. Even I sometimes would know. Just like, yeah, this guy looks all right. Looks the part. <laughs> can I'll we just go for him. Can we go back? Sure. Let's go back to the beginning. Oh, oh, sorry. No, no, no. I forgot. We also have a oh. king. We also have a king, oh, by the way. Oh, yes. wait, wait, wait. Yeah, a king so, and a queen. I, I remember. remember this country before. <laughs> My old, I was telling you off air, but for the audience, when I was living in China, I had a roommate named Freddie. Mm-hmm. And I cannot remember his last him. name at all. But I, I remember him telling from me Antwerp. Yeah. from Antwerp. Fred from Antwerp. Long time, first time. And I remember he was kind of odd. He went by Freddie Space Rocket. That's how he would like <laughs> tell everyone his name. And I remember Freddie always making fun of the king, saying the king was a little using the the word the R word, the word you're not mm. supposed to use these days. Yeah, was the, is the king inbred? Yes, they all are yes. because I mean, they're European kings. So that's the, punching the up, though. You let us use that word about a king. I think. He could call him a retard. He <laughs> yeah, retarded, King Retard the first. King Retard yeah, the first. Yeah, that's the first. Uh, yes, first. that's his name. Why, that's why his is actual this... name. So he would say it the way you're saying it now, just very matter-of-factly, yes, we have a retarded king. Yes, and I don't even know which king he's talking about, but he's still <laughs> on the mark. Um, I forgot. Yes, because if you if you know a bit about, about European history, the First World War, all those countries, they were actually related to each other. You know, the, the, the Germans, the Russians, the, the French, all those royal houses were just cousins. They would all be banging each other, all, yeah, oh. all the different family members. Yeah. Yeah. So ours comes from the Habsburgers, which is like, it sounds German because it is basically. And uh, But they changed their last name to of Van Belgia, so of Belgium. That's their name, officially. <laughs> King Retard of Belgium. Um, <laughs> the first. No, but, but the current one, Retard. they're okay, I, I guess, but they're more like jesters than anything else because they, they cost some money, but some people, they get consolation out of it, and that's why we pay them. But they don't have any power. But officially, they do have to sign every law. Do they do anything like with the prime minister, like in do England? Do they know how they... to write their own name? <laughs> <laughs> They, just X X marks the spot. Just crayola. Actually, because uh, it's a little bit of an anecdote, not really funny or anything, but we had a, a big thing in Belgium once when we passed the first abortion laws and the king, who was very religious, didn't want to sign it, but he had to by law. Mm. So he just uh, denounced his throne for one day and then they passed the law and then he became king again. That's a oh, Belgian wow. solution. That sounds like you. a plot of a movie. Like he's not, he says, I'm not king for a day. And then all of a sudden he gets into. Like, all of a sudden, like, like the fresh Prince like of Bel Air accidentally gets anointed king or like yeah, John Goodman becomes. Exactly. The day after would be really funny if like, yeah, you could just stay over there. What? No. The pro life retarded king. So. Exactly. <laughs> wow. But so, yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess, but it's okay. I mean, we live. Fairly good lies. Dude, we're just really well. That's what that you got all those waffles. That's why we're interested. It seems like such a well put together country, and I think it obviously <laughs> is. But but let's go. I want to go back to the beginning. Just we're for not context. Switzerland, right? We're the other small country in the middle of Europe. You're you're confusing us with Switzerland yeah. now. Very often, yes. <laughs> yeah, no mountains. We just have all those chocolate. countries in the, that part of Europe are well run. We don't actually know, but which one? What's the country where they they sing? In the mountains, you know, 
I think it's you know, the sound of music. You mean the sound of music? That's either Switzerland or Austria. Yeah, one of those. Austria two. probably. I think it's Austria. Nazis think... and Germans. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. Nazis love to sing. Yeah, <laughs> were those Nazis singing in the mountains? Don't you remember the the, the sound of music? The sound of music is Nazis singing. It's, I, it's, it's been a long time a, since I've seen it. It's about is it? Aren't there Nazis in there? They're, I don't know. Like, I've and, never seen yes, the sound of music. Wait, so the right? family skipping through the mountain those are nazis not that family but his oh. her their father or something he get okay now i it's been too long <laughs> this is some great history of sound of music it is. <laughs> look it up man uh, there's something that going up. on with nazis invading a country they have to flee right What's i think the they fled the nazis i don't think they were the nazis i don't think we're celebrating <laughs> no, no, no. nazis Wait, well, in the sound I mean, of music. have you seen heidi with he her curls in, and oh her, yeah they're escaping the... he's ordered to commission he opposes the nazis so that's why they're escaping oh, yes. captain yes. van trapp yeah so okay. he's yeah that's Ooh, cleared that up. We've cleared up yeah. Captain Van Trapp's Well, because name. my mother, Myrna Sparks, loves the sound of music. I didn't realize she was a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Swiss... The music's good. Let's be honest. Okay. Uh, so yeah. I want to ask. So, okay. So how did Belgium... 1830 is when the country was created, right? Yeah. How do created, you take like, these three... Independent, yeah. Independent. How do you take these three, like, what seemingly, like... T- no offense, but territories wait, that shouldn't go together at all. A bunch a of French people, a bunch of German people, and then a bunch of um, Flemish. Have we even decided yet? Is it called Flemish or Dutch, the language? Do, do yeah, we know. Flemish, Flemish is like, uh, Flemish and Dutch is like uh, British English and American English. Oh, okay. okay. Like we understand them, but they not always understand us. So even yes. in your part, in the North, some of the people speak Flemish, some speak Dutch? Uh, no, only wealthy Dutchmen that, that moved over here to speak Dutch. But but it's the same language. We have the same dictionaries. We yeah, just yeah, have d- used different words. But Flemish so like, is the name of the language. Flemish, if you're very Flemish uh, inclined. But the dictionary would say Dutch. Mm. Got it. Okay, okay, okay. And Flanders. So, <laughs> yeah. How did all three of these get put together? Do you know how the revolution started by the way how we declared our independence what happened do you know that story no no we don't know anything. <laughs> you know, it happened it, it happened after an opera oh, oh. civilized people went to an opera called uh le, le muet uh i know it in flemish the stomme van portici so the 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 mute from portici okay is the title of the opera and apparently they got so angry that they just declared independence and that's how Belgium <laughs> that's started. That's how bad it was. Yeah, because the opera was terrible, or because it was inspiring. Was about revolution. I have <laughs> no idea. Booth involved. I have no idea. They no, didn't everybody like... knows the story, but nobody knows what the, what the opera was about. It's mm. a bit John Wilkes Booth, yeah. Except uh, <laughs> so, Belgium, the Belgian. Uh, you know. So who? All right. So uh, declared independence from who? From the Netherlands? From the Netherlands, yes, maybe. Okay, but actually, we were just used. Mainly as a buffer between France, German, and Germany, and the, the UK, who couldn't stand each other, so they put Belgium. And they didn't want the French to get too close, right? Basically. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And back that's then, where France it, is powerful. That's where it all started. And there's also the story about uh, the Belgians being more Catholic and the Dutch being Protestant. So there's a thing. They used some religion as well to declare independence there. And of course, the South was being oppressed by the North. If you still had the the thirteen provinces, they were called the Netherlands together. Yeah. And so there was a session, but it seems a bit odd that uh, a part of the French-speaking part would be there. But back at the, in the, those days, the, the elite spoke French. So also in Flanders, rich people, bourgeois, spoke French. They still do, actually. Uh, and uh, the, the populace spoke Flemish or Dutch. Okay, Different so accents. then when you say they 
be like de- seceded or declared independence, who's they? Uh, they would be the people who called them the Belgians. And okay. the oppressor would be the Dutch king, I think, Willem van Oranje. So Willem the Orange, <laughs> maybe a Trump. Oh, the Orange, the yeah, the Protestant. Yeah. I don't know. As, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we so, also had okay, orange, so these people in Belgium. dictators, just like you guys. Uh, we also had some <laughs> orange dictators in the past. Hey! hey. Sorry. Right. I, I liked William Orange, but he's also a Protestant. <laughs> Good guy. Um, so then, all right, so these people in Belgium were like, we don't want to be part of the Netherlands anymore. We're out. It's 1830. You know, it's 1830. Yeah. Like how people yeah. say, it's 2023. It's about time. <laughs> yeah. It's about time. We're like, listen, it's 1830. It's time to move 832, on. 1832, I think it was. It's time for the Flanders and the French to put. And then they said, French, come along with us. Or who stepped in and was like, we need a buffer between France and all these countries, you know? For I mean, for accurate details, you should ask an historian. But no, we don't, we like don't do that here. We don't want accurate details. As these uh, kingdoms were all related, they probably just had like a family powwow and, and said like, all right, oh, these point. guys don't get along. So just put something in between. And then there was, of course, the oppression uh, of the, the the Belgians, let's call them that, uh, by, by the Dutch mainly. Okay. Under the form of taxes, I would presume. That would taxes. be the main... Yeah. That's what oppression is. It's always about, it's like you're rich. It's always about yeah, money. Enough. And That's so then they... Um, By the way, don't take this as an historical... I'm a comedian, right? I'm not a historian. Trust <laughs> so me, we've done 308 as, of these episodes. No yeah, one right. takes it. This is, well. The whole concept is to get a, a, a fun br- a overview of what's yeah. going on. And, uh-huh. People are interested. They can look it up later. We're not... This isn't the Economist magazine. <laughs> right, sure. Those historians yeah. are but useless. Uprise what Belgium got started, man. The we also do find show. on this show that oftentimes we're more accurate than the New York Times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that hard, yeah, not a challenge. No, no, no. I'm joking. So it was opera. So then, and, and it, it, as you just mentioned, from what we read, French were actually. So currently, it seems like the money is in the north, right? And the yeah. industry and the wealth. And it used to be in the South. Actually, that that history is quite similar to that of the United States, where the wealth used to be in the South. Mm. And then after the uh, Industrial Revolution, the wealth became more uh, focused in the North, right? Yes. It's often like that because you you joked about it in the beginning and there's more countries. Italy has the same thing where the South is more impoverished and the North is more wealthy. Well, here uh, they had a, a free labor force in the South that helps. <laughs> and they were skating by for a, a couple hundred years. Uh-huh. Yeah, who like just tourists. were interested in working for free. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. Loads were, boatloads were coming in. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that helps along. Uh, we got a, actually, we, well, it wasn't slavery, but it was uh, underpaid migrant workers that also uh, made the coal mining industry in the South of Belgium very wealthy in the beginning. Okay. Coals and iron. And so at some point that flipped. Yes, exactly. And that's where the story gets a little bit where I lose my sympathy a bit because in the past there used to be like a real, also a cultural oppression of uh, the French over the Flemish. Like um, education was only in French. Uh, you couldn't get a job unless you were French speaking. People, and there's a there are tragical stories. They're a bit... Um, Apocryphical, but about uh, Flemish soldiers in World War One being ordered in French, didn't know what the orders were, and then they said, "Et pour les Flamands, la même chose." So they said in French, and for the Flemish, the same orders, and that's how you went into battle. Oh, jeez! It could be a bit mythical, you know, because it also fuels this myth of, of of Flemish rebellion, which has been true in the past. But where they lose me today, this is why I I lose my uh, 
my it's not a rebellion anymore because it's the richest part. So now they just want to be independent so they don't have to pay for the the I should say poorer south because okay. some of the tax money on the federal level goes to the the south of course and then you have the stereotypes of the lazy walloons and the hardworking Flemish and politicians as you very well know thrive on that division. Sure. So if you don't have migrants blame it on the the French speaking part. I mean it, the, the Italy analogy, it's like they make it seem like, well, in the South, it's warmer. People are lazier. That's the whole mm-hmm. thing. But is it, it, what's the difference in Belgium? It's not like a difference. Actually, the country's pretty small. The South and is, North is it's tiny. You cannot yeah. travel more than 120 miles without leaving Flanders. And you can't travel more than 200 miles without leaving Belgium. That's the, the longest in a straight line you yeah. can possibly go. Wow. So it's, it is tiny. But and Kaplan, yet, what, sorry, have, go ahead. We have like the double amount of Belgians than Norway or Denmark or Ireland. You know, it's 10 million. It always amazes me. Like we look up to countries like, wow, Ireland, it's huge. Of course, it's an Anglo-Saxon country, but still. It's, it's pretty like 11 million in European terms is quite a lot of inhabitants still. Mm. But um, the interesting part, if, if you live in Belgium, is there's actually, there is sort of a cultural divide in that uh, the north of Europe is more like the Scandinavian stereotype, if yeah. you know what I mean, like the yes. uh, rational probably hardworking or, or egalitarian. Happy. They're always happy, they say. Happy, the happiest happy. countries. Exactly. Happy. Denmark, <laughs> Denmark, I believe, happiest country in the world, maybe because they don't dare to answer otherwise on the census. Also, mm, <laughs> But um, say you're happy. Okay. I and can't South, like anybody who's too happy. Let's put, but, yeah. yeah, like the Swiss. Never trust the Swiss. Mm, no, I can't trust <laughs> them. Uh, but the South of Europe is more like Spain, Italy, Greece, the Latin countries, right? Like the more laid back, uh, yeah. the, the more debt, of course, party. Better food. And of course, there is something to say for that because it is hotter and we don't have air conditioning as much uh, as, as they have in the States. So uh, it's, it, it is, there is a cultural difference. And that line actually runs sort of through Belgium. Mm. So Fl- Flemish people tend to be more like the Dutch, more like the Scandinavian part. And Wallonians do tend to be more like the French and the, 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 the Latin part of Europe. So that divide, actually, it is true that there is sort of a cultural divide. But I personally think that's no no reason to cess because we live in a European Union globalized world. Like Brexit showed, uh, it's not always a very good idea to declare independence, is it? Mm. Oh, I, yeah. And I want to say, I was just listening to your set on, uh, oh, right. BBC, on the BBC. Yeah. The BBC talking about Brexit. <laughs> and I noticed, so I was on stage last night and Brexit came up. I was talking about Brexit. Okay. And- because some of the people in the audience were from England and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I was just in Europe. And I was like, Oh wait, I wasn't where you, I was, I wasn't where you were. I was in Europe, you know, like you guys aren't part of Europe anymore. And they booed me. Yeah. The British people booed me. And I'm like, I, I wasn't the one who voted for Brexit. Were I don't they have pro a like, Brexit boo- or against it. They were I'm like, don't boo me, boo yourselves. <laughs> they were booing me. Cause I said they weren't part of Europe. And yeah, like, yeah, because like, we tend you're to not, forget. you're the ones who voted to get out. I didn't, I didn't make that happen. <laughs> exactly, but it's only fifty-one percent, right? Mm. Who voted. Yeah, but it's not. I'm zero percent of me. And I'm just probably reporting not, the facts. Probably not the people with passports that voted for Brexit as well. Might be true, but it definitely wasn't me. That was my point on stage. I started yelling at these people. They liked it. They were, they thought it was funny. <laughs> but I noticed that when you brought up Brexit on your on the BBC, they started booing as well. Uh, probably, yeah. But actually, you know, th- that said, I don't know which part was still recorded because it's on YouTube, right? I don't know yeah. if that those jokes were included, but uh, I ended somewhere. The most the, I, I did that joke on a European summit as well, and some Brits were very offended by a part I said. What are you going to do with your new freedom? Uh, 
serve beer with no uh with no color on it like with no uh no, oh, no foam on top no yeah, foam no on top exactly or let your teeth grow in all different directions you were already doing that and they were very offended about the teeth part that was like the most sensitive thing of the this whole is very world. bizarre do you know that <laughs> i learned so we grew up just with like a very basic joke that the british people had bad teeth yeah right? it yeah. seems like hacked even say that as a joke it's like, just it's known. totally right yeah <laughs> it's known once i started living abroad and becoming friends with a lot of british people They've never heard that joke. <laughs> they were like somehow insolent. Like I remember bringing it up to multiple British people and they're like, what? That's not true. We have bad yeah. teeth. I'm like, that's what the whole world says about you. Like, I've never heard that. I've never. <laughs> and my friends weren't even offended. They were just like kind of baffled. They're like, what? Mm. I've never heard that. Somehow yeah. they're I'm like, have you never seen the Simpsons? It's on like every other episode. The I know it's, it's like, like you said, Speaking it's, of a Flanders. Hack, it's a hack joke about the past. I don't know why it probably grew out of something. But so maybe uh, they it's, never it's just, heard it's, it. It's like Europeans not using deodorant, you know, that that yes. might have once been true in the past. Yeah, French or, girls or don't shave their armpits. You know, there's just some basic jokes that we all yeah, agree. Not true, but you could use the stereotype. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but um, yeah, I did, a, I did a part on that on Brexit. And there you there you go. Now, now I can't order anything from eBay without paying import duties. So thanks, <laughs> yeah. guys. All right, Thanks we got to we got to take a break everybody. Uh we will be right back in a minute. We are part of the world's smartest podcast network. That is us. That is the uh, Lost in America right here. That is the Majoring in Everything podcast with Dr. Andrea Jones-Roy, stand-up comedian Dr. Andrea Jones-Roy. Also, until very recently, she was a professor at New York University. She left under her own accord. She did not get fired, and she will be with us very soon doing um i believe it's next week actually next thursday what what date is that kept you look that up i believe it's on august 30th right august 30th we're doing an off the record podcast with her for our patreon subscribers only that means this will not be recorded it will only it'll be on zoom in a zoom meeting at 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific on august 30th which is a wednesday Patreon subscribers invited only andrea will come on she'll talk all about academia in America, what it's like to work at a top flight university that she has recently left and um, all the controversy and everything that surrounds that these days. That is uh, oh, hers, the everything podcast. Yeah. And we have uh, Professor Andrew Eaton and uh, um, <laughs> Political Orphans podcast. He's not actually a professor. We just like to call him that. Political Orphans. You can get all those at World Smartest Podcast Network dot com. And now, Kaplan, a word from your local sponsor. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back. Thank you, sponsors. And you know, you should have tooted our own horn. We were named uh, Amazon educators. You told me before we have been designated, so we are we get the world we get the world's smartest brain as well. We're pretty yeah. To translate that to English, what Kaplan's saying <laughs> is that starting August twenty eighth, Amazon Music, who that platform, whatever they are, have picked us, Lost in America podcast, yeah. to be featured on the front page of their education podcasts we are yeah. section which <laughs> we never in our life have thought of ourselves as educators as no. we said earlier in this episode michael we're here just to have fun and talk about nope. things that are going on in the world now we're educating we, the world we, we never put pressure on ourselves <laughs> to get the facts correct we do the best job possible we're just comedians talking amazon music has decided not only are we educators we're some of the best in the world so they're putting us <laughs> wow. on the front page for two weeks Starting this, August 28th, we'll be featured on the front. So I assume uh, we'll, we'll this 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 episode probably this episode will be educating the world. So these these are now facts. Whatever you're saying, about that the pressure right is now. on. Everything you say now, going forward. Yeah, not to put more pressure onto you, but <laughs> oh, I had a, a comedy question. So do you when you tour, do you go to, through the whole country? Like right, because you said touring through Europe, that that would have been fun, but. <laughs> I, I mainly just toured Flanders, which is really weird if you come to think of it, because um, we're only six million people. Yeah, it's basically like being like a New York-based comedian and only working in in New York. I used to work in uh, the Netherlands as well, but a lot of my comedy uh, the past ten years, I did a yearly uh, satirical show about the the past year. It's called a uh, New Year's Conference. It's called. Oh, cool. And uh, so a lot of the references were political about Flanders, so it was hard to tour in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. That's why I. I was based mostly in Flanders, but right you now do I'm, your comedy in, in Flemish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so it's, it's slightly different. So you can play with differences, but that feels a bit hack as well. So if you, <laughs> if, if I play in the Netherlands, I have to like really use words that I know they will understand, which sometimes is, is funny. It's mm-hmm. like the, the small differences, you know, and what about is. like the French part of Belgium? Mm-hmm. Do you ever go do shows down there or are there Actually, it's like a totally different scene? It is a totally different scene. It's it's uh, it's more uh, sparsely populated as well. It's only three and a half million Wallonians, I think. Um, and they tend to be more like t- into the, the French type of comedy, yeah. uh, which is more vaudeville, I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. There have been, there's a lot, there's stand-up is very recent in, in France and the south of Belgium, mainly imported by uh, comedians from the north of Africa, like Morocco, Algeria, uh, living in France. They got the real Anglo-Saxon stand-up style going on in France. And now you see in France, if you check on Netflix, I think it's up and coming, but very recent. Yeah. Uh, in Belgium, we tend to like Flanders was more uh, the Anglo-Saxon style of stand-up comedy um, and started boosting or booming about uh, 2005 or six. Okay. So quite recent as well. Like stand-up and jazz are the only, I would say native American art forms. Yeah. I mean, well, uniquely American, American art, uniquely, not Native American, American. not Native American <laughs> in the in the states. All right, so it yeah. is true. I was in, I was in. Um, I love. I I go to Australia usually once a year to do comedy. The comedians are all great. The comedy clubs are all awesome. 
the audiences are a little confusing. This is what I always get after the show. They'll come up to you and they'll be like, hey, you're pretty funny for an American. You were great. Or they'll be, they're like surprised that an American can be funny on stage. In Australia? In Australia, mm. the audiences, not the comedians, not the clubs. But, okay. and, and they're always like, I, I, they've somehow decided that they invented stand up comedy. <laughs> and it's like surprising that we would be good at it. I think because the only shows they get from us are like the Big Bang Theory, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Like, like these broad sitcoms. And, or like friends get, or something. Surely they've uh, seen some prior or hicks or something from the past, right? I'm saying comedians know all that, but like the average audience, they okay. literally just see like some sitcom and the ones that make it all the way to them are not like the real funny ones. It's like mm. the one of Seinfeld. And so they kind mm. of think we're just like hacks, you know? And okay. so they're always like a very, uh, almost after every show, they're, usually it's like the older audience members will be like, hey, you're funny and you're an American. That's crazy. <laughs> And I'm almost like you would never go up to like an American jazz artist in Australia and be like, you got to play jazz and you're an American. How would that even be? I'm like, you're this is one of the only wow. things we invented, you know, or one of like our main inventions. It's like Levi's jazz and comedy. Um, yeah. That we know how to do. But so. And brilliantly. Yeah. Well, I mean, the founding fathers of comedy are all. American, yeah. right? From yeah, well, Norm Macdonald is Canadian. Yeah. Norm Macdonald is Canadian. He's the best of all time. But besides him, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got Bill Cosby. He's American now. Doctor Bill, Doctor Bill Cosby. Cosby. Ah, you got your own rate of comedians. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Oh man. So why do so? What this this whole thing? It seems like every once in a while there's a movement to go independent for uh, or to break apart, right? And yeah. this new one like is Texas. coming from like a young right wing uh, party. It's a Are nationalist you... right wing yeah, movement. Right wing guy. I forget his well, name. Well, now we're also we're going into more like opinion territory maybe than factual. Okay. Because okay. that's hard to say. But I would say, however, that the funny part is that it started really started out of oppression and actually rather left wing. Like the, the original uh, parties that wanted um, independence in Flanders was called uh, the Volksunie, like the, the Union of the People, basically. Okay. So okay. there like you got so, it Like already. a socialist. Uh, Pretty ah, socialist, yeah. but not American socialist, European socialist. Right, that's real socialism, not, not our, our favorite. Yeah, not, not communist socialism, but just like uh, pay some taxes and and have some rights for your workers, like basic. But um, you, you would I would say that the real... There all, there, there's always been a, like a far right uh, independence movement in Flanders, but that was marginal. That was like a, like like the Tea Party or something like that. You know, yes, like, yeah, like pretty marginal in the beginning. But then uh, we've had a very charismatic leader past few fifteen years who uh, did a game show, became very popular, and actually basically started his own party and became one of the no the largest of Belgium. Very popular. He was a game show host. What? No, no, no. He, he participated on a quiz called oh, uh, the, the Smartest Person. Oh, like uh, it was like if Ken Jennings, like the like Jeopardy. He did star. well on Jeopardy, and now <laughs> he. Uh, well, it's it's a cooler quiz than Jeopardy, but uh, he was hey. very funny on it. He's very intelligent as well. He's called Bart de Wever. Uh, he basically, I think he founded the party as well, the NVA, the National Flemish NVA, uh, Alliance. Okay. Yeah, that seems like the, the main Flemish Alliance. That's yeah. like the main right wing party now, right? That's like well, the- it became the main right wing party. Okay. It started out of uh, like a cultural, uh, like we want independence and more pay less for the balloons, maybe. But and it turned into more like a 
I would say like a neocon or a neoliberal party of the wealthier Flemish like center right but yeah but like all politics you know it's more personality driven than ideology because we have lots of polls and and we have uh obligatory voting so we know the difference between what people think and what people vote and mm -hmm. there's like a 30 40 percent difference between people's opinions and who they actually vote for yeah that's, that's, the that's same how here. politics works do they usually uh, vote every... more conservative than they say in the polls you mean or it's like the, the the number one, um, like the foundation of the this party, the NVA, is an independent Flanders. Mm -hmm. And I think they have about 38% uh, of votes or something. Like it's a really, it's like the largest party. But if you ask voters, do you want Flemish independence? Only, I'm going to mix up my percentages, but like 10 or 50% will say, yes, we demand independence. Mm. So there's a, it's a very big difference between the, the number one party points and the actual people behind it. But that's just how politics works, especially these days. It's, what it's would personality be, driven. For, for the, according to them, what would be the advantages of independence? Yeah. Is it, I, I read that there's, there'd be something that there's like a migrant crisis. Is that true? Is there though, really? Right. No, that's I don't know. We I'm curious about Because we have migrants here. We, I didn't know if the same migrants are making it over to Europe. And I don't even know where, where, you're mi where, would, where are people migrating in from? Yeah. yeah. French people? <laughs> coming well, in that's the, there you go into into demagogue style because uh, there are a lot of, of immigrants but if you actually look at the numbers then the largest group of immigrants are dutch from the north okay the wealthy dutch people living right. they're, they're not counting those people though right <laughs> that's not the people they're talking yeah. about yeah, yeah there's yeah. intra-european migration so from like poland and and uh, romania to europe uh, to okay. belgium right they are europe of course um, and of course, there is a large or, or a, there is a part of uh, sub-Saharan Africa and northern Africa migration. Uh, That's the migration they're talking about, because now we have Ukrainian migration as well. That's also not the people they're talking about. They're talking oh, about interesting. The brown, the they don't mind people. the Ukrainian. People they don't mind. Not at all. That was what's that the was common it? denominator here. It's really hard <laughs> to figure uh, out. Africa. Yes. Yeah. Strange. OK. And, got it. and Muslim, of course. So yeah. religion as well. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it's no, all. No fueled about um and it, it was called a crisis back in 2015 right when syria was it yeah everyone was leaving. exactly yeah. yeah and then there was a, a a rather large influx but if i get my figures correctly we're talking about like fifty thousand people which is it, that's a lot but that's not it's not a crisis well you're a I country mean, of 12 million though so like if we it's kind of like new york what are we yeah actually it isn't that much you're right that's not a lot at all it's it's enough to stir people it's always been about migrants hasn't it i yeah. mean so, but they have like a, I wouldn't say far right, but more, we call it radical. Radical right is the, the nice, the right, nice right. word for further right, right? Yes. <laughs> I've noticed recently that people, politicians, if they, if they don't want to, if the facts do not back up their opinion, like the, the fact, a fact could be, well, we have a country of 12 million and we have 8 million new migrants coming. So mm -hmm. people are like squeezed or they're less, they have less money. Uh, mm -hmm. But if the facts don't back that up, if there's only like 50,000, what they'll say is they'll, they won't say people are, they'll say people feel. Yeah. So they'll yeah, be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. people feel less safe. Yeah. Right. And there's no way. Too. Yeah. But that doesn't, yeah, exactly. And but uh, you base policy on feelings. Yeah. Is it just I, I noticed sense? like 10 years or so ago, or less, I don't know, American politicians started saying that to back up whatever their opinion was. Like in New York City, people don't feel safe anymore. But if you look at the facts, like there's way less crime than there was 20 years ago. 
but it's not based on facts. It's how people feel. And then therefore yeah. you can say whatever you that's want. That's everything. I mean, that's yeah. Of course, the less, <laughs> the, the, the less crime you have, the more people get sensitive to every criminal fact occurring. So there's yeah. like, there's, there's like a, a, a well, negative with the internet, people, you're aware of absolutely everything. Now. You're aware of any crazy thing that happens anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Say, oh, a broken window. Wow. This neighborhood is going so, down the drain. And you're probably aware of like in France when they have, when they have actual problems with like North African, like there was like a riot, like they have things that happen. And I'm sure then it, it, people in Belgium, they take advantage of that, right? The, the far right, they say, oh, that's going to come to us next. Or, Yeah. You know. And there are, of course, Brussels has its problems, of course. And, and and lots of cultures do tend to clash. It is easier yeah. to have just a monocultural country. True. But yeah. um, the future, I think, that's my opinion, is, is going the other way. But mainly migration is, of course, crossing a line. And where you draw the line, that makes the migration, right? So mm. if the we now have a big thing about money transfers of money going from Flanders to Wallonia. That's only because you're counting them. If you have Belgium, there is no transfer. So once you get an independent Flanders, that means you're going to have transfers from Antwerp to Brussels and to other cities. And you just draw a line and then you create new new migrants. Yes. You're going to get migrants from within your country. So it's yeah. the same in, in every country. And they tend to in my opinion, use division to gain more votes because that that is the of course that's the modern way to get elected. So if there was an independent Flanders, yeah, what would that how would that even work as far as like with the EU? Have they thought about any of these issues? Or <laughs> it would it would exactly work like Brexit. Like it would probably not work, mm. and and we will just look for a different problem. I used to do a bit about the thing is the way the reason why we didn't have a government for 541 days is because. We have so few problems in this country that we invent our own problems because the same person has to have some problems. Yeah. Nobody has no problems. Only people living in, in mental asylums have no problems, <laughs> right? Every sane person has some problems. And when you solve those problems, could be anything. I want a new house. I want a new job. This relationship is not working. Solve that. You won't be happy. You will just create new problems. Mm -hmm. And one of our problems is we, we have to make Flanders independent. So... I think in a current global world, that's not going to change anything. But um, hey, elections are coming up. So uh, <laughs> who knows yeah, what will so happen? 2024 Scotland is doing the same thing, right? Yeah, there's this, this yeah. 2024 is the election. And there's one party, Van, what's it called? The, well, the NVA is going to, there's an idea they might like unite with the with the more far right party. What are they called? The Vlam Bell Belang. Yeah, how do you the, pronounce the that? Belang. Yeah. Vlam Belang. Belang. That's Blanc the far Blanc, right, the, the, the far the right Flemish right? Mathers. They changed their name from Vlaams Block, Flemish mm. Block, to Flemish Blank because they were um, um, to blank. The judge called them racist, so they were uh, <laughs> just changed their name. And now we're not racist anymore. We have a new name. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Rebranding. New, new name. Rebranding. That's that's literally what they did. Job done. Because <laughs> they were convicted of racism. Oh. But um, that's the far right party, and um, there is such a thing like it's called um, uh, sub subject ownership. No, topic ownership. I think. Like, um, you, you see this happening all over the Western world, at least, like, like parties, you see the, the, the right is coming up and right is rising. So yeah. uh, other parties are looking at, and using the same language or trying to adopt some of those points. But since it's the far right that started with migration, they get the most benefit of a shift in uh, political uh, feelings toward that. So uh, that's a bit what's happening here. The, the far right is being fed and getting bigger because the center right is using similar words and, and sentences.
So the because in the next election, because it's 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 getting more popular, they could because they've they've made this like threat, like we're gonna unite together and we're gonna yeah. do function. we're gonna really do it this time. And how would they they, they have to it, have a, there's no referendum or anything. They could just they claim they can just declare it and then but then who's in what country are they running then? Then who's no, in charge no. of the rest of Belgium? <laughs> they they couldn't. Actually, I think that we still have like a a, a, a basic uh law in Belgium, uh, like a constitution. Yeah. We have one of those. So, so it's not uh, really enforceable. It's sort of an empty. You, well, if, if the balloons think it's uh, they want to do it as well, but they don't, of course, right. then you could, in theory, you could but agree. It's, it's not. It's never going to happen. And people it's you know not... in Flanders don't like no the regular people you know don't even even if they vote for NVA they don't want to. Of course not. They don't want. Of this. course not. I mean, no, totally not because it's gonna. This is just gonna cost all of us a lot of money. Like like Brexit is costing a lot of English and and, and UK people a, a lot of money. You know, there you got. Scotland, that's a different story altogether. Scotland wants to remain in the EU yeah. and who wants to cessate from uh, from the UK. That's getting more dangerous because they actually... And also, that referendum started as a joke, right? The, 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 the Scottish Brexit one? referendum. The was, Brexit one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brexit, Sorry, yeah. the Brexit one, yeah. It was just, um, what's his name, trying to appease the people that, yeah, uh, all the referendum. David Cameron? David Cameron, exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. the day, I, I, I remember seeing the news and all those guys the day after the Brexit referendum went like, we won? Oh, shit that, that now what not, do you do yeah yeah now, now what it was like the Trump um, presidency that was a joke and then he was president you know this that's the exactly that's, the thing. that's why you gotta take everything seriously now you yeah say, it's probably not gonna happen but and you never know say, you might wake up one day and it's flanders is ned exactly. flanders country <laughs> people just wanted to say fuck you to the government and then that ends up in oh this is legally shit. binding damn yeah now we're in You're charge now yeah and are there like natural resources or anything in the southern part in the french part that you would just be giving up uh, we, we got some, uh, comic book writers, but that's about it. I think. <laughs> yeah. where, where did the no, chocolates like the Smurfs, come? Where the did the good chocolates and waffles come from? Are they just, um, they're ever- the Congo. The Belgian Congo. Like Africa. Um, so no, no, not anymore. No, it's oh, just, so we live in a lot a, down know, there. Like, I'm trying to help them out, but they're not making it easy here. Uh, uh no, ah, they'll get along. What about Brussels? What would happen to Brussels in a, we got beer. Ah, Oh Brussels yeah, that's is, a good question. Brussels is the keystone. Brussels is probably the reason why Flanders hasn't cessated from Belgium, because um, if Flanders got independent, then we wouldn't have Brussels, and that would be like you can uh, have the north of the of the U.S. without New York. Mm. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but hey, the government Philly. is there, the the financial world is there, mm, Europe is is based there, and in Strasbourg, by the way, Europe in itself also has like yeah, it's the same government, but they have to. Uh, convene in two different places to appease everyone. Yep. But um, they would have to let go of Brussels and that's not viable. So it's not going to happen. But on a map geographically, Brussels is in the North, the middle, in the middle, it's like the dividing oh, it's right in the middle. They put it. Yeah. It's like the baby that two parents. Like Washington DC. The one they just... Oh, so yeah, they... it's not, in that way. It's not like New York. It's more like uh, Washington there's nothing in the middle. Uh, yeah. It's well, like DC was in the original a... America. Yeah. Yeah, but Washington DC is the- not a state. It's just yeah. a its own. So it's is Brussels true. kind of the same? It's not part of the north or the south. It's just true. Its yeah, yeah. It's its own independent Got entity it. almost. Yeah, Except that's a hard one. Buildings in the south, I think. <laughs> Some parts. <laughs> so Jean Claude Van Damme would yeah. not be part of the north or the uh, south. He was even yeah. muscles from Brussels. He's from Brussels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we would have to let go of Jean Claude Van Damme. Can we make God. a North Brussels and a South Brussels? Can we divide the city into put no. a wall in? Those <laughs> are usually wall, work. A build wall a wall in Brussels, like Berlin, like, like Berlin. That worked maybe. out really well. Yeah, 
Uh, no, no way. Yeah, we got a wall. It's called like a, it's a ring road. So that's really hard to get uh, past. It's like the biggest car a park. Ring uh, road. In Do you Western think that Europe. if, okay. So what are the chances of this independence happening? Pretty like low. For real? Yeah. yeah, for real. You know, it was a high number. Me, if you asked me 10 years ago, what are the chances of Trump becoming president? I would, I would laugh and leave this room laughing. So sure. I, I'm not going to make any predictions anymore, man. <laughs> it's, yeah. the, it's the same chance of Trump becoming president again. Yeah, of course not. But maybe. No, now it's yeah, it's, it could happen. No, that's because um, yeah. that's what I want the takeaway to be. Because I feel like everybody, you said you brought the Scottish independence. Everyone knows about that. Everyone knows, mm-hmm. you know, in America about Puerto Rico. If nobody talks about Flemish. Like this is like we're we're giving our listeners something. So I want them to go around and be experts on this topic, and I, I want them to say there's a chance. There's always a yeah. chance. There's, right? If you guys eat a lot of chocolate, then maybe, maybe. So <laughs> you hear that Amazon music, us. listeners. <laughs> Educators, we're educators here. <laughs> Crazy, uh, yeah. Man. Um, no, all right. I think and do you do do you perform in Brussels then? Because you didn't. Is that a very rarely? Because it's Brussels is supposed to be bilingual, bilingual, but it's actually French speaking. If you're, I mean, the, the whole scene. There's a small part of Flemish people living there, but um, it's just that explains. A of rich our, our listener Will Prechuk told us he's a Patreon and he's lived in Brussels and he said there's like no comedy there. So there's uh, no there's an international comedy scene in English. Right. Right, not local, yeah. Yeah, uh, but because there's a lot of European uh, people from the European Union working there and it's very international. So it, Brussels, is it's, it's a lot like New York in that way. Mm. It's it's not really a part of the country. It's a little bit of a country in its own. So Interesting. Uh, that, How is your... Uh, your English is like a very, very high level. Do you ever <laughs> perform in English? Like, uh, just for, just once for the BBC. Back at, in the that World was Service. it? That was the only time. Was, yeah. And you did it on BBC? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I was yeah. pressure. I remember, I remember I was called by the BBC. And first of all, the BBC for us is like, wow, it's like the big broadcasting corporation. Yeah, like, same right, here. Yeah, sure. Same. You want to, you want to perform for us? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. It's like BBC world. Wow. Uh, how large is your, uh, your audience? And they said to me like uh, eight, eight million. I went like, what? Eight million. And then I went to Brussels to record that session. And I said to the, to, to the producer, like, wow, eight million people. And he said, what? No, 80 million people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Because it's, of course, it's India, it's all Commonwealth, it's all it's BBC, every country yeah. ever invaded by the UK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they even have BBC look? America, I think. Uh, they did for a while. We do. It's still around. Yeah, we, I don't know if we got the comedy. We'll have to check. We might have kicked them out <laughs> like the old days. Russia anymore either. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was amazing. <laughs> <Our TN. laughs> and is it, so do you speak French or not? Yeah. You so have you to. Speak- You're taught in school. You have to speak both languages. Okay. So you everyone have to learn German as well. And actually, there is, of course, that's the third official language. So uh, yeah, a little bit. But German is very close to English. Uh, to English, sorry, to uh, Flemish. It's a bit like uh, Spanish is to Portuguese. Mm. So How many languages sort of, do you speak? Uh, Four, six, six. Uh, seven, and a half. And how many do the average? Wait, wait, wait. Per- stop, Cap. Which what language? Portuguese. Uh, six. Sorry. Uh, Which like, ones? Like our Dutch, English, French, uh, German, Italian, and a little bit of Portuguese. Amazing. Portuguese. But I did, yeah, <laughs> so. I did some exchange things in Lisbon. You don't have to go far. And I mean, I can't travel 200 miles without having to speak a different language. So we have to adapt. Yeah. Yeah. I read that 33% of the people in your country, they work in another country. So <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. It's called sense. Brussels. It's another yeah. country. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good <laughs> True. So, so everybody speaks. Is that like common that speak like three or four languages in Belgium? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, yeah. at least, at least two. I mean, English, of course, and then French, probably. Uh, and then if you're 
if you're not from original, I mean, if you're a migrant, then your home country or language yeah. as well. So, yeah. Do you learn English in school or you just pick it up from like Seinfeld? <laughs> MTV, actually. In the, Half the people the I know they're from other countries, they're like, oh, I learned English by watching Friends or something, you know? Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we got subtitles. Like that's actually, that's the big difference. In France, they uh, they just use French actors to voice yes. Friends, for example. And we all, mm. we only have subtitles. There's no, not one movie There's except no maybe monitor. cartoons that has uh, like Flemish voices and different actors. That would be really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing in the Netherlands and I think Denmark probably as well. It's Crazy. really funny to see movies like American movies in Germany or in France with like French people talking. I think talking, those are like, the two Robert big ones. Robert De Niro going, what? Como ça? Yeah. <laughs> it is. I enjoy that when I'm in another country though. Like I'll watch The Simpsons and it just like in the language or something like that. And it is kind of adds something to it. If, if you've seen it before. Or like, yeah, the, the Simpsons are in English as well. That. That's might be a little bit weird, but but I've seen yeah. it. In, I've been in Paris, and it's French actors like doing mm -hmm. the voices, and you got like a French part, a French accent. Yes, amazing, but uh, yeah, yeah that's why that's why well. everyone should vote in your country because you're, if you speak three or four languages, you, sh you should vote. You're well, everyone has to vote. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. Oh, that's why it's a smart Ask me again after the election. Oh. All right, so 2024, <laughs> we will know. We will know the answer to what's going on. Yeah, maybe we'll have nuclear weapons as well in Flanders or something. Yeah, or we'll speak people. Russian. We'll have you back then. on if you do that. We do that. Yeah. Does awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I think that's the podcast. Michael Van Peel. Thank you for doing it, man. My pleasure, and man. Yes. Yeah, everybody awesome. check him out on Instagram. Michael Van Peel, P-E-E-L at Michael Van Peel. And yeah, right. Um, and by the way, yes. I, I should plug this. Yeah. I'm actually working on an English translation of a book called North Cap Stories about people traveling to the North Cape on different vehicles. So that's becoming available in English like beginning of next year. Very Maybe. cool. North Cape stories. Yeah. I went to my Vespa to the North Cape. That's like the, the more, northernmost most point of Europe. Uh -huh. And uh, it's, it's a place that people from all over the world just visit. So I, that's like people on uh, mopeds or just uh, hearses, uh, people on foot. You know, it's a, it's a fun place to be. And, and you're translating on English. Book? Yeah. I, I interviewed those people and, uh, and, I just, and I'm translating the book in English right now. It's called North Cap Stories. Stories Amazing. from the North. You Cape. wrote the book. North Cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> oh, I wrote I see. You're not as just well. doing the translation. He wrote, wrote the book. The and now it's already it's already out. I assume, but it's not in English yet. It's coming out. Got soon. it. Exactly. Awesome. North Cap yeah. Stories. All right, everybody, check that out. Uh, they can probably get that uh, on Amazon too. On Amazon, where we're educators, and <laughs> you're an educator too, apparently. There you are. Yeah. Amazing. The best version is already available on Amazon. Fantastic. That is it, Michael. Thanks for doing it, Kaplan. What should we do? I wish I could say this in another language, but let's get lost. Get <laughs> lost. Drop a daff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.